0: In the following content, no names or faces have been changed to protect the innocent. Nobody is innocent. Start the show. Wait, not here.
1: Wait, not
0: on opinions. While black, nobody is. We can't.
1: We can't say John Doe.
0: No, fuck no. Uh, fuck everybody that.
1: getting called out.
0: Names are being named. You fuck up. You, uh, you getting called out for it? I mean, not all names. If it's a matter of me, if it's a matter of uh, you know getting some pussy in the balance, then no, we we can protect the innocent. That's fine. Um,
1: I'm innocent and. You know, I would never say anything to get pussy.
0: Well, that I I would. Uh <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black, your black ass cheat sheet for weak and foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy Oz. I am your H E B value Drake, the fluent one. Oh man, it's just us today. Yeah, yeah. We're the we're, we're the we're the boring guys who don't who don't do shit for uh Memorial Day Memorial weekend Memorial Day weekend.
1: Man, you know, I like to talk for Memorial Day and work in my lawn. Those are those are things, and only one of those is happening.
0: I'll say I can get I can get drunk. Uh, I can, uh, yeah, I like to get drunk, and you know, we we started off pre gaming.
1: Oh, we are definitely getting drunk for this podcast. This is a Sam. this is a a an episode of celebration and sincerity and and other emotions
0: that. Will come out when you are candid and and drinking. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, how was your week? What's your mental health? One to ten. Man, you know my week is. It's been interesting, like
1: relatively good. I want to say like probably like right around like a, uh, uh, between like an eight and a half and a nine. Right? Okay. I think there's a lot All of right. positive. Very right,
0: good in there. I like that.
1: Um, I did have this weird like situation with my mom. Yeah. Where she was like bragging about something that okay. I did for work and it made me feel a type of way. Sure. And I was like, why am I upset that a parent is proud? Right.
0: It was like, a a weird, it was like a
1: weird, like, uh, like there's so much, like I, it was one of these things where we're like, why I need to, I feel like I need to unpack a lot of what's going on mm-hmm. in the emotion space that I was in at the time. Cause it was just like, I had talked it over with like a friend for probably like about an hour and a half. And we really like just jumping into a lot of stuff. So that's probably like the highlight of my week. Sure. um, Mental evaluations and, and check-ins emotionally and things of that nature. But for the most part, yeah, you know, pretty, pretty good.
0: Um, Doing words. Doing words. As always doing words, getting back on the poetry words. I saw you had a show. Yeah. I saw you had a show. Going, yeah, that's Air Horns. That's Air Horns.
1: Yeah, uh hearing words. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know I don't know if you ever got to meet him when you were on the scene. He's a younger poet than us. Uh his name is Ayokunle Falomo. No. Man. No. Uh
0: which- Unless the, unless he's one of those where that is what he changed his name to um
1: Nah, that's just his government. That's just his government? Yeah. Oh, okay then. No. He's a Nigerian. Um, you know, and he writes his his new book is called African American. And he just talks about different aspects of being a teacher and being, you know, the son of an immigrant and being African and being black in America and Oh my God! The poetry is just ridiculous.
0: See, I come from the era of I, I come from the era of spoken word, where you had niggas that would go through what I call their Marvin Gay phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marvin Gaye was a lover not a fighter, and then he put on that coofy and got all militant. Um, every poet from my day, and probably beforehand, all after they got through hoeing their way through the community. Oh my God. <laughs> they'd all change they'd all all of a sudden they, they they'd uh change their Facebook name and then they change their poet name to like their African name or better yet their Muslim name
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and then they and then the poetry would get slower uh and then they had that old uh knowledge cadence can you dig it <laughs> <laughs> buy my new book <laughs> Yeah, we all. So everybody, I, I did not have that phase. As a matter of fact, I think my Marvin, I think my Marvin Gaye phase was me getting drunker. Actually, um, at one point, I did change my name to that nigga crazy girl. Don't say nothing to him.
1: Oh my god, that must have been Liquid Soul days.
0: That was definitely Liquid Soul days. <laughs> <laughs> that had to have been liquid soul, uh, liquid soul days. Liquid Soul days was when I was got peak peak drunk, and nobody knew the difference um shout out to the new listeners the fuck are y'all doing here what are y'all doing here man um shout out to the new listeners the old listeners the first times the long times last times shout out to all my niggas on google patreon uh, no on google iheart soundcloud spotify spotify uh anywhere quality content is disseminated I don't know how you remember that list each time, because I'd be, like, surprised each time. That's the short version. Apparently, it's more than that. People hear this shit everywhere. Um, Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. (laughs) Much appreciated for the money. Um, uh, Since we've been out, um, I definitely want to thank everybody that showed up to Friday Night Re-Up a couple weeks ago. It was a good time.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We sat sat around and chatted and... um, gave y'all some insight on the pod and uh watched the game and watched uh the Lakers well the well okay watched the Lakers prosper at the time Golden State went home uh. don't want to talk too much about basketball today cuz i don't have, i i have i officially have no horse in the race i i um Denver looks good. Miami looks good.
1: Um I think Denver, Miami is gonna be a fun series.
0: So I So at first I thought it was gonna be a mid as fuck series, but the way Jimmy Butler has been playing on his end, what? and the way Joke has and the way Joker has been playing on his end. Yeah. Alone. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be lit. That's gonna be clash. Of the it's Titans. gonna
1: be it's gonna be a
0: fun series i would to be honest i was i'd have more fun with that than um um the celtics prospering
1: and and the reason
0: why the reason fuck boston
1: wow 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 why would you have to say fuck boston weird how did this escalate so quickly you know i'm originally from
0: boston right it's good so you know so you know boston (laughs) So so fuck me no, not fuck you. Uh, no, f- because so you you're from Boston, so you know that um, <laughs> that you, Boston is where they no. make is where they make racism. It's a racist capital hey, of okay. the world. I mean, it, yeah, you know there it, there there is a little bit of racism there. Right. Okay. So we're on the same page. There you go. There's a little bit, but you know. You know,
1: I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna I drink my it. water, I'm gonna hydrate. I don't <laughs> say, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah. Um uh, uh so yeah, we had a good time talking shit uh for Friday night re up. Yeah. Um shout out I swear I had a I swear I had a special shout out for someone. Um I must not. It must not be true. Um Flowers this week, flowers go. We're giving out flowers while people are here. Flowers go to Pam Greer. Pam Greer just celebrated her birthday. Uh, definitely hit the air horns two times for those titties.
1: Left <laughs> and right,
0: fam. I don't know a black man in my age in, in my age or older that did not become a man because of Pam Greer and her immaculate titties. Um Pam Greer, I mean, even older Pam Greer, Jackie Brown Pam Greer could get it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about it. Little known fact, uh, Pam Greer played Amanda Waller one time. Really? Smallville. Okay, yeah, I never got into
1: Smallville. My yeah. dad liked Smallville.
0: You didn't miss much. That was my first hate watch. Yeah, I,
1: I just I, I looked at the very first episode and was like hey, that was the first time I hate watched knocking. something. Not for me.
0: Like the first like the first season or two were hard. Mm-mm. After that uh I couldn't it, it was it was a hate watch. It was the first and last time I really hate watched th- something. Um as you would say, he had a punchable face. He did have a punchable face. And that's true. Oh, there were a lot of punchable faces on there. <laughs> <laughs> the dude the dude that the dude that played the Green Arrow who's on uh This Is Us Now or was on This Is Us, um, Punchable Face, uh, the dude that's Jack Reacher now, that was Aquaman back in the day. Definitely top five punchable face. So before he got on Smallville, he was a contestant on American Idol. And he did the most simp ass shit, and went behind the and went and went behind the table, and like got on one knee and sang the Paula Abdul and shit. Maximum cornball, maximum <laughs> cornball.
1: Oh, that's horrible. Peak corny. That's horrible.
0: Uh, y'all talk all that shit about Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, they never got on one knee, uh, singing the Paula Abdul to uh, try to get a bum record deal. Um we're gonna get to the record deals. Pam Greer is has one of the most understated bodies of work over the years. She's been in some of everything. And she's still in some of everything now to this day. Yeah, she's still working. And she and, and she a pretty old lady. She can get it right now. Somebody was talking that shit about uh Jack A. Harry. That was another that was another one that that was slept on that we didn't talk about enough. Uh, she could get it. She can get it tomorrow. Actually, I have no, my thing for old women has not gone away. <laughs> I feel like this grandmother
1: discussion from earlier is like circling back. Oh y'all! Didn't, oh y'all didn't notice about me.
0: Y'all didn't notice about me. My grand, my my big grandma crush right now, or it has been for probably the past like five, ten years. Helen Mirren. Our sex tape would be immaculate.
1: It it would be an actual VHS tape. (laughs) That's fine. That's
0: fine. That means these young niggas don't know how to play it and put it on the internet. Good. (laughs) Good. Get an old camcorder (laughs) and let's get it in. That's what I'm talking about. But jokes aside, um, Pam Greer, uh, definitely a pioneer in the black exploitation era definitely a um an immaculate talent beyond that um i you know i remember seeing her in the L Word um i remember seeing her and it was it, oh, it was something else i can't think of jackie oh yeah jackie brown i, t- I said jackie brown um there's a couple other things that have completely eluded me and somebody's going to go oh god you didn't mention that um no, I didn't watch Jawbreaker. That wasn't my era of teen movie, sorry. Um but yeah, definitely shout outs to all seriousness, shout outs to Pam Greer, uh, the woman, the myth, the legend. Happy birthday. Um Humans ain't shit. Still on the topic, still on a related topic.
2: Mm hmm. Uh
0: I have something very I I have something very briefly that I want to talk about. Um i'm always calling I'm always talking about community I'm always talking about how we treat each other and how we treat certain elements of uh, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to the arts um, in that community and that if we're going to call ourselves a community, we always have to continue to address how we talk to each other and how we approach certain issues um and I want to approach an issue that is very important, uh, is very serious, and very dear to my heart. Um, my name is Oz, and I'm here today to talk about titties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did I know this was going to be a topic for today? Serious issue.
0: Um. What,
1: what, what concerns you since we've about been titties, Oz.
0: since we've been gone on break? Mm-hmm. And I can't play it on air because Spotify is some haters and they'll kick us off. Uh, Janelle Monae released a, released a new song. Yes. She released a video with that song. Yes. In said video, mm-hmm. Janelle Monet had her titties out. Did she? Now
1: define out.
0: Shirtless, brawless, bare. Okay. For the world to see. Yes. Janelle Monae's titties were out, and I feel like this is one moment where a large where a, where a large amount of the community came together and said thank you and rejoiced as we should have. Um, because not only that the song slaps, I really want like if I if I didn't think Spotify was gonna kick us off, I play the song right now because it's a bop. Lipstick Lover is great, and so and it's a really good way to kick off the summer. Um, that was my big thing. It's a really really good way to kick off the summer. Um, because I, I I see the itch when
1: when she did Yoga, it was also like a summer her summer drop. Was it? Yeah, I feel like that was a summer drop when she dropped Yoga.
0: Maybe like around like June the year? Maybe. Maybe. No, you might be right. Um so I, so but, I, but, but continue, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I see the itch and I see everybody wants to be outside. Yeah. And I think this is a great way to kick off. She been outside. She's been outside and she's outside currently and she and she, and, and she was at a I think she was at a a, a promo release thing and pulled her titties out. She did? Um,
1: she also did while she was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras um, and also with a recent magazine cover um, mm-hmm. paraphrasing because I didn't realize that was where we were going to go from. But um, she was basically saying that she enjoys being able to have freedom and yeah. she's embracing the the freedom of the titty.
0: Essentially. I, the quote was, I, I'm happier with my titties out. Yes, yes. And so I didn't think there would be any. downside. I didn't think there would be any haters here. Alas. There are haters for everything. Especially with the manosphere. The manosphere will, y'all don't deserve happiness. Women can't exist without
1: men hating them. (laughs) <laughs> it does not matter what women do.
0: There's going you, to be a man that hates her for anything. You niggas do not deserve happiness. Because now now there's all this cuz anytime a woman does anything, there's a man waiting hiding in the bushes with his with his blue chew talking about holding her accountable for something. What do we have to hold what do we have to hold Janelle Monet accountable for today? Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, well actually she said that um cuz you know she used to she used to wear, you know, pretty formal attire. Yeah. And there was a reason um, why she did there at was, the time. There was a few reasons. For one, I believe in in tribute to her uh parents that worked in the working class, maybe that was uh, somebody can correct me on that. Um and also to show that young girls don't necessarily have to have 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 their titties all out in order to come up in order to come up and in, in the business. Yeah, Janelle Monet has been making fire, fire
1: for, for over a decade.
0: For well over a decade, everything she put out was fire, fire, and I think. And she's done it mostly fully clothed. Except that last that dirty computer was a little freaky. Mm. Uh but for the most part, fully clothed. I think we can ha- I think we can offer her some leeway. As to how she wants to express herself. I think she's earned the right to have her titties out. Yeah. In the summer.
1: <laughs> and it's wild that it's even a discussion.
0: <laughs> and you niggas and you niggas have showed up oh, well, I guess you do have to pull your titties out to get by. How about multiple things can be true simultaneously? You can, If you want to have your titties out, if you want to be comfortable in your own skin, you can do that. But on your terms, I think after putting out over a decade of straight fire, she has the leeway to do these things on her own terms. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would dispute that. I think when your stance on something for over 10 years has been well documented, you get to use discernment and cut loose a little bit every now and then. Yeah. And so I think she's earned that. And I think she's earned, and not only that, I think she's earned that without um, the pervasive male gaze because she always says that she doesn't do these things for male consumption, uh, which is very clear in the song. I. E. I like lipstick on my neck,
1: exactly right. Like <laughs> it, there, there's so many, I, there's so many men that don't understand the concept of the male gaze, which is hilarious. Um, I think it's just like the fact that you think that someone is doing something specifically
0: for you, right? And what you for your consumption? What
1: you're looking at, and right. so they're only doing this because they want your attention. They're only dressing this way because they want your attention. Do you think women wear long eyelashes cuz they want men's attention? They do it because they like how they look. Cuz I don't I've, know any man I've <laughs> who never is, seen
0: is looking and says, "Oh, I like this these long lashes over here." I've never seen Janelle Monáe touch a nigga. I mean, touch? I've heard. I've never seen her touch a nigga so. ever.
1: It just—I don't know. I think so no, she's
0: not doing. She's not doing this for us. For so us having a, so us having an opinion. So us having an opinion on whether or not she's for real, or whether she or she should be holding herself accountable is stupid. Stupid. Yeah. And women, y'all ain't off the hook either, because it's some of y'all J- Janelle Monet gatekeepers out here now. Never thought I'd say that phrase together. Uh. Now it's oh well you're not well you're not a Janelle Monae fan because you know she had her titties out on the last album or you're not a real Janelle Monae fan because you're just here for the titties. First of all, I, let I me did, let me be very. I, clear. I
1: definitely saw that comment on a couple people where somebody talked about the 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 song or whatever or just said her name and they're like oh I haven't seen you post about Janelle before and they had to go back. And Literally say, Hey, look, here's me posting about Janelle
0: in 2019. Right, 19, right. The narrative ain't changed, like, chill. And then, but the other part of that is because I treat the whole gatekeeping thing in these instances the way I treat the comic book people. Oh, the comic book people be so mad that, that that people that got excited about a hero that has finally gotten a movie, and it'd be like, Oh, well, where were y'all when the comic book was going for 20, 30 plus years? Don't. First of all, not everybody reads comics. Second of all, uh, who gives a fuck? Now you have more people to talk about Ant Man with. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? Now more people are coming to the medium, and then you can introduce them to the comic book. And now you have more people to talk about your favorite thing with. Why are we? Why are we on people's ass? Question: Giving them a giving them a standardized test to show what a real fan they are. A, That's so, stupid. Y- Y'all are trying to ruin titties. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we all just unite in love and pleasure and understanding? around the celestial bodies that are Janelle Monae's titties. Why are y'all, why do y'all want to ruin titties so bad? Y'all are going to turn this, Y'all are going to think pieces to death and Janelle and Janelle Monae going to cover up again. And y'all going to be, y'all going to be mad that she walking around dressed like the Riddler again. <laughs> what are y'all <laughs> like doing? <the> <laughs> what are y'all doing? What is wrong with you people? Why don't you see a? Why don't you acknowledge a good thing when you see it? Titties are a good thing. We want we, the the fan and viewer and audience response is how artists, some artists, artists on this level decide. Well, we'll give them more of this if they like. We love the Marvel movies, so they gave us ten years worth of Marvel movies. Fifteen. Fifteen years. Jesus, it has been fifteen. Jesus, fifteen years of Marvel movies. Don't you want as much of Janelle Monet's titties as you get of Marvel movies? Imagine the paradise we could create. <laughs> this is part of the black utopia that Oz wants. Imagine the imagine the utopia. Imagine a black nation coming together. Around these perfect... Sh- what is wrong with you? Don't y'all see the vision? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't have vision.
0: Don't you see? I'm thinking of,
1: they're, they're thinking of how everything affects their decisions in their lives. The
0: beginnings of Wakanda are right in front of us. And she keeps flashing us with them. And y'all are blowing it. You're blowing it. Blowing the. Teddy Wakanda Teddy Wakanda is right within our grasp (laughs) consensually guys consensually Consensually, definitely consensually sir (laughs) and you niggas you no pussy getting niggas I haven't had no sex are single handedly blowing it
1: I'll, I'll if know.
0: we don't get in, if, if Janelle Monáe puts her shirt back on, I'm whooping you niggas asses.
1: <laughs> Oz, this is the most adamant I've ever heard you talk about. One person's titties.
0: I will seek you out. I will find you. And I will hurt you. You know, as you're a, not going to fuck
1: titties up for me. As a Janelle Monáe fan. Um, I, I am appreciative of the artist growth and exploration in all things titties.
0: You niggas tut- need to touch grass. Touch grass. Go outside. This black incel shit has to stop. The next time I hear accountability, I'm punching one of you niggas in the dick. <laughs> Get your fucking act together. Kevin Samuels is dead. Let him stay dead. Let every dumbass thought out of his mouth. He died underneath a a, a lovely pair of titties.
1: Is is that how how everything ended up transpiring?
0: I, I I'm sure it was I'm sure it was a catalyst. I I, I don't keep
1: up with anything related to the Samuels person.
0: Yeah, the head narcissist in charge definitely died underneath a nurse who had an OnlyFans um, that he – you know, he he talked bad about the OnlyFans people um, who was plus size, t- definitely talked bad about them, uh, who was uh, in her, you know, late 20s, early 30s. He always talks bad about, quote, unquote, modern – talked bad about modern women. So I'm just saying, do you want to follow do you want to follow him? Or do you want to follow us to the promised land?
1: I, I like titties. Which one is that in?
0: That's that's in the promised land.
1: Okay. That that works. There we go. Y'all
0: will not ruin titties for me. Janelle Monet button her shirt back up and go back to being a bellhop. <laughs> <Not a pillow. laughs> I'ma still jam her music. I'ma still jam her music. I'ma still be an avid fan. But if I don't get to see those titties anymore, we're gonna have a problem.
1: That's hilarious.
0: We are going to have a problem.
1: Like she always been fine though.
0: Always. She, she always, always been fine though. Always. I'm glad and I, I'm glad everyone's here. I'm glad people are, have come to the conversation. Of Janelle Monae could get it.
1: My my favorite concert that I've ever watched, independent of, like, going to, uh, was uh, right when she dropped her second album. And she was on Apple's iTunes Music Fest mm-hmm. when they used to do the streaming uh, concert series. Okay. It would be, like, the month of September. They would do um, multiple concerts a day. And they just put it out for free for, and they would let it live on the line for about six months. Okay. Her her concert then, I've watched it multiple times. I've watched it since then, because it it's literally one of the the greatest just concept pieces put together. I've always loved her shit.
0: Was this when she was the robot? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the. I definitely like the robot phase. Um, I've never picked up her, I have never picked up her book. I have to go get her book. Um, I believe she's, it's like a sci-fi anthology. Um, I'm definitely down for that. Um, song of the week. Song of the week is from a young lady by the name of Go-Go Morrow. This is Don't Stop. Pull yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a great show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. is the lovely and talented Go Go Morrow with "Don't Stop." Uh, very sensual joint. Uh, did not read much about the young lady, but uh, I know this little album EP joint is fire. Um, will probably be, I will probably be playing something else from that at some point down the road. Um, what do we have? Stefan
1: getting added to my list.
0: What else do we have on the rundown? oh, sadly, we have an r i p section this week um oh, yes. the the legend uh it cannot be more understated um it cannot be overstated excuse me the legendary Tina Turner has passed at eighty seven I believe uh damn man i i that i did not see coming um it it, it goes without saying that there are just i'm not going to i'm not going to put anybody out there for real but there're just a lot of people in music and in pop and in even just rock and roll that would not be here um and would not be who they are without Tina Turner's example to go from mhm um, any of the greats you can think of have borrowed from Tina Turner, and of course her story, her story of coming up from adversity, is an inspiration. Um, I just I I don't want to I don't want to romanticize anything too hard, but just um, Tina Turner is a fucking icon. Period is a legend. Period. And, um, deserves our condolences and our respect. So, shoot one up in the air for Tina Turner. Uh, Hit Tina Turner with the air horns, actually. Um, so, and we'll be, and most likely we're going to talk a little more about Tina Turner. Um, I know Randall had a couple of things to say, uh, on Patreon coming up, uh, next month or in June. um. Not technically an RIP. So I was—I had a whole thing while we were gone on break. I had a whole thing about how I was going to do a whole RIP for uh, Jim Brown, who died uh, last week, I believe. Yeah,
1: we were talking about that.
0: Uh, I was going to do a whole RIP thing, but I found out some things generationally that I was not aware of about Jim Brown.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, legendary actor from uh, another another icon from the black exploitation era um legendary i legendary actor legendary uh athlete um legendary uh, uh cultural figure in the community i, I I did not know that Jim Brown had a history of violence against black women. Women in general, really. Um, a long sorted, complicated, violent history with black women. I was not aware of this. Um, and it got a little complicated to me on the Twitter's, on the social medias, I had a list of how, how so is complicated because he was very violent with black women, that, very much so.
1: That's what I'm trying to say is like what's complicated about that.
0: So the reason, so the reason I say he has a complicated history or a complicated legacy is because we have we we have certain figures in the black community historically. Who get out who are community figures who get out there and do the work, who say a lot of the right things, um, who do a lot of the right things and unite a lot of the right people. Right? Mm-hmm. But then there's always there's always the conflict of of resolving that with their history usually with black women. For example, um we all know the Black Panther Party for Self Defense did a lot of good in the community. Okay. But if you ask Kathleen Cleaver and figures like that within the party, mm. they'll tell you that um there are and this and this varied I think from chapter to chapter, but that there that Women were still kind of put on the back burner at times. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, I I think that does vary from chapter to chapter. I've heard different, so, different types of accounts.
0: So uh, you have yeah. people who emulate these people who are clearly iconic in our leg- in our history and our legacy. Um. But then sometimes we push their imperfections to the side. Um, when it's time to litigate their history with the women in our community. Martin Luther King, legendary orator, legendary civil rights activist, civil rights figure, uh, was a philanderer. Yeah, I was going to say legendary. Oh, Legendary uh, <laughs> community dick.
1: <laughs>
0: he was definitely... Of the people and for the people, um, and so it it so when you have a guy like Jim Brown who was more of a rugged intellectual who stood for all the right things in the community, front facing, mm-hmm. but then and my and it was so funny. My mom was like, "You didn't know that? Um, oh, sit down, gather around. I got a story to tell." 'Cause she was of that generation that saw Jim Brown really whiling the fuck out. And she was like, Oh, you oh, if your father were here, he would definitely have some Jim Brown stories. Um, because he you know, his football his football career didn't quite coincide with Jim Brown's, but he knew enough of he knew some he knew people that knew Jim Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh and the reason this is and so the reason this is a conflict is because you have a lot of people usually niggas who will decide that one that one part of his legacy is not as important as the other or that one part of his legacy trumps the negates other, the yeah, other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. In terms of when you have social equity or when you have quote done something for the betterment of people then they want to look aside whatever transgressions in your actual life and path to get there. Right. Correct. As if the two are mutually exclusive when they are not. Right. And that you can have a complicated individual who who
0: does good for some and still is a menace. And also because, and yes, and you're correct. Everything you're saying is 100% correct. Also, we have to understand where that comes from is that we have a – is that we, in, in general, as a community, have a complicated history where we have so many where, – where we'll have prominent black figures that have proven themselves to be serious people when it comes to uniting a community or when it comes to uniting us when it comes to um, doing the work. Interesting. Foot, boots on the ground – and the media or white or white media rather will push their flaws to the forefront or mm-hmm. will or will outright make shit up or whatever they can to um make us look make them look bad in the press they did this to uh they did this to the black panther party all the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and put out and pushed out propaganda about Huey Newton pushed out propaganda about Chairman Fred. Mm-hmm. And so we can be, sometimes we're sensitive to that and we want to throw, and we want to shoot people a little bail.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so there are people that feel like, that feel like Jim Brant, oh, or, or as a whole, we comes from a different time. Well, he might come from a different time, but his actions and his and and his legacy if you're going to talk about all the good things he did that transcend those decades up until this point you have to talk about the bad things too. Yeah. You have to litigate those because those come with victims. Exactly. And so most notably my mom told me Jim Brown threw a woman out of a window. Jesus. Yes. Uh, Jim Brown was extremely violent. Um, and you know Jim, Br- and Jim Brown had a history of again he had that rugged intelligence that necess- that didn't necessarily that Martin and Malcolm weren't didn't necessarily have. So he wasn't as prominent a figure as those two, but he was one of those people. He was he was down with he was down with all the gangs mm-hmm. back when the gangs actually protected their community. So he always has the respect in those areas, and he always has, and and so a lot of that generationally passed down. You're gonna have the respect of those knuckle of of those niggas who come from that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in general, especially over in the over on the West Coast. And it and it rang true to me because we had we have problems litigating those things to this day. And the first thing I thought of, because it turns out his goddaughter, according to her, I saw this on social media, was Megan Good. Really? Was Megan Good, who uh, allegedly is in a relationship with Jonathan Majors. Who we have had a very... Comp, uh, some very complicated convers, some well, some multi layered conversations. conversations,
1: and who also has an upcoming court case in June, I believe, June sixteenth, regarding his previous arrest,
0: violence against women,
1: violence against women, and who I see
0: beforehand was a real who beforehand was proving himself to be um someone who is someone that people could galvanize around yeah a really talented person with some re- who was saying some really uh attractive things to the community because he had a lot of good things to say about toxic masculinity he had a lot of good things to say about um how that's portrayed in the media he had a lot of good things to say about the treatment of black women um, and so we had, and so that complicated conversation to me always rolls over because it feels like if we're, it is one of those histories do, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it kind of things. And we repeat it all the time. Mm-hmm. Half the conversations we have about Tory Lanes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: now, I, now he. Don't get me wrong; he wasn't exactly a force in the community. <laughs> you know, he was, this nigga wasn't exactly uh, Mister Black Lives Matter none of that shit.
1: Uh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say.
0: But we, we liked about... him, did we? I, the people that like Tory Lanez really like Tory Lanez. I had not and up until that point. I had not really heard anything bad about him, and I and the music that I heard from him slapped.
1: Okay. And I hadn't heard anything about him until until Megan. Until Megan. And even then, so I didn't know who I didn't know who he
0: was outside of all of a sudden this situation is happening. And even then there's a, and even then, so there's a legacy of us having to ask this question, do we want advancement for the community at the cost of harm towards women? And is that and and is that the kind of advancement that we want? I f- so when you say that, I feel like that's kind of
1: the discussion that often gets overlooked when you have women who are also activists in making the advancements themselves, right? And who are at the forefront. So and 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 not only at the forefront, but the ones who are organizing and putting together the the actual infrastructure, logistics, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Correct. But then when you have the male figure who becomes the face of and all of that work organization gets put to the side, not only are you dismissing the the women's work in that regard that they've directly done, but then you start to dismiss, as you're saying, the women who have become victims along the path for the faces that we uplift and say, hey, well, you know, but they're now the face of this this movement, so we should ignore everyone who sacrificed. Be son. So I it's it I I I don't think that it's something that we should continue now that we right. know better. Right. I, I don't think that it's something that we continue to ignore now that we know better. Correct. Because um, when you know better, the, you do better. I feel like a lot of the times, especially like there's this weird generation aspect of we look at something that happened even as far or soon as one generation back, like with our parents or, you know, people who were figureheads with our parents. And then we romanticize the concepts that we think are associated with advancement of morals at that time. Right. Um When people make the comment of, you know, in our grandfather's generation, men did this or the culture did this or we as a community did this. But then we set aside how many things were swept under the rug, how many things that were damaging that were just not spoken about because you don't talk about the bad things outside the family. Right. Right. You You don't don't talk
0: about family business in front of company. You don't you don't
1: bring shame on the family by talking about how, you know. someone was being it's uh, more than uh, just dirty laundry you know what I'm saying it's not dirty laundry it's someone's life correct it's more than just
0: right Uh, it's more than just black sheep shit it's more than just dirty laundry it's right it's something that happened to somebody and something that um, that trauma not that they only not only have to live with but Mm -hmm. they're going to eventually pass down because it's because they it's been that much harder for them to reconcile it Mm. when the community kind of doesn't have your back and then embraces
1: the the person who
0: and it, like, right that, yeah and now the yeah. person and now the person who and now the person who uh who uh, uh harmed you is a hero mm. so uh it sucks but i'm kind of on the side of no tears for jim brown be honest with you interesting um You know, I can recognize the work that was done. Um, I'm, I no, I'm I'm good. You
1: can appreciate the work that was done without celebrating the harm that was done.
0: Correct. Multiple things can be and are true in this case. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another, another, yet another installment of you know that 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 weird social contract that women that we force women into community-wise um
1: i i and you know and I, and I'm, I'm gonna i know we need to transition off but i just sure. want to say this in that in that same regard in terms of the social contract that we force women into is that i feel like a lot of times women are not just properly listened to and it Facts. sounds it sounds very general but i'm so specific into it meaning that i feel like a lot of times men just don't truly listen to the full context of everything that women say. Correct. And so when you have situations like, oh, well, why don't we listen to or believe women? Because you don't have enough context to understand the little part that she's saying in that specific instance, and then they're dismissed, and you already know. Like, if you're not believed, Mm -hmm. or so you, you express something that's already hard to talk about, and then you're brushed aside, it's harder to come back. Right on the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth time. And because you don't come back on the second, third and fourth time, well, Oh, well then obviously it wasn't happening because you only said it one time. And I didn't believe you then. Correct. Like there's this, it's this weird cycle of like feedback loop that, that puts people into even worse situations because they're not being supported in the first place. So sorry, I'm going to get off my, um,
0: no, my my step stool about it, but no, that uh, makes sense. Um, on a slightly lighter, on a lighter note, <laughs> y'all know, y'all know I love In our, in our continuing segment, Kevin Samuels was wrong. Jeff Bezos is now engaged to a single mother with three kids. Jeff Bezos, who by far is one of the richest men in the universe, A high-value man, some would say.
1: I I don't know. Is he really high-value if he only goes to space and, you know, funds a multi-billion-dollar corporation? When was the last time you were in space,
0: Fluent? Uh, Well, I'm not high-value. Oh, well, that's that's (laughs) true. (laughs) You just oversee the people going to space. You know... Maybe you oversee the oversee the overseers <laughs> of the people going to space. A mid value, a mid value. So um a high value man, some would say. Uh-huh. Has in fact how old, let's see, how old this was this woman. Let, let me let me see if we can get that going, actually. Uh I don't even know the lady's name to be honest with you. Uh I knew she I know she was attractive. Uh let's see. Let me just we're just gonna Google it right now. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos uh girlfriend. Her name is Lauren Sanchez. Uh what do we know about her? Girlfriend's age. Oh, is she 53? Holy shit.
1: And she's, what, what's, what was the age be... cutoff that Kevin Samuels would? Because I feel like he has one.
0: Oh, like. <laughs> he, he's got to have. One. Like 30s, <laughs> something like that. Let me see. 50, it's her 53rd birthday, Lauren Sanchez. Wow, that woman is. Damn, that's a, that is a, ooh, that is a 53-year-old woman. God damn, she look good. Okay, um, <laughs> Oz is in amazement over wow. here. Wow, like okay. this
1: is this is happening in real time, uncut live Oz Yo. feed.
0: Oz discovers new Yo. variations of humanity. <laughs> the look, the the Cougars have gone through a system update, <laughs>
2: <laughs> firmware sh- updated,
0: accepted. Holy shit. This is whole, man, this is whole new firmware. Fam, this is a, if this is that lady with the dark hair, then Jesus. All right. Looked like, she she, looked straight out of a telenovela. Okay, I got you. Um, Jeff Bezos married a single mother with three kids. Uh Or is marrying a single mother with three kids. Kevin Samuels was wrong. This is another instance of Kevin Samuels was wrong. I like when Kevin Samuels is wrong. Well, he's wrong all the time, so you're you're happy constantly. You know, it's one of the joys of my life. Kevin Samuels said that a high value man would not look for a single a single mother with three kids. Would not want to be a stepfather to a to a single mother with three kids. That somebody is quote unquote as niggas like to say another man' kids. Yeah. Kevin Samuels also said that big women uh, would never would never find love. That nigga blowing Lizzo's back out with a ring on it. That nigga blowing uh uh what's her name Sister Cider uh from Precious mm-hmm. blowing up back out with a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh that uh that that plus size model Ashley what's her name. Pretty sure it's I pretty sure it's a dude blowing a back out. As a matter of fact, Kevin Samuels was blowing was blowing a plus size woman's back out when he died. So clearly he would just be saying shit.
1: Clearly Just to be riling people up and get you to listen.
0: Another instance of this nigga was wrong and this nigga was not and, and this nigga just wanted those clicks and didn't know shit about shit. This is not it. This is not it. So uh a so we can go ahead and issue a posthumous shut the fuck up to Kevin Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he,
1: he got a bonus award. He we ain't even gotten to that part of the show yet, but he already shut got the
0: fuck up to the grave.
1: Preemptive posthumous.
0: Posthumous shut the fuck up. Um let's see what else we got here. On the rundown. What else? I wrote some other shit. Oh, okay. So, an American Idol singer named Sam. I don't watch American Idol. I've not watched American Idol for many, many years.
1: I, I didn't realize it was still going on, to be
0: I was gonna, honest. I was going to tell you. I think I fell off when, Uh, let's see. I know, let's see. Maybe after Ruben. Maybe after Ruben won. I don't know. Ruben, no, Ruben didn't win, did he? Did Clay? Did Clay win or Ruben? Ruben won. Did he? Yeah. Okay. It's hard to sell. It, it, it's hard to tell that one because they bigged up Clay as much as they bigged up Ruben.
1: Yeah, like that was the one that always confused me because yeah. I I can't remember who won, who got which deal, who got somebody got screwed, and then he lost weight, and then one of now, them disappeared. And now, then well, no, that probably.
0: They both kind of disappeared. All the American Idols except like Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly and probably Carrie Underwood probably just disappear into, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so um I think it was so Ruben, he he had a pretty good run. He had a decent run with that with that one album. Um but his I think it was his brother that was fucking over his money. And it's like his brother was his business manager. And he was fucking over the money. And uh, you know, eventually Ruben Stutter fell out, fell into obscurity. Um, he, he just, he was broke. He didn't have the money to just really get out, be outside like that. Um, Clay Aiken, I mean, Clay Aiken did a couple of things, but uh, he had a couple of hits, but he was about his popular, his popularity lasted about as long as Ruben's did. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little longer because he white. Um, so yeah, and Ruben lost a lot of weight. I saw him recently. He, he looks he, he looks good. He looks like he got past a bunch of bullshit. But I haven't watched American Idol probably since then. I think maybe I think maybe the time Carrie Underwood won that was probably my cutoff. Um, and so uh, a recent, uh, I guess, in the recent seasons, um, a singer named Sam. Who I don't know if she won or she or she just was in that top ten they usually have. She has ended up, um, back in New York, back in the subway, uh, singing for change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the reason this came to my attention, y'all know I hate classism. You know how you know how I hate how people talk about poverty <laughs> when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Um. They were like, oh, well, she just blew her money. She should manage her money better. This, that, and the third. She should, uh, well, um, uh, that's what she gets for being dumb with her money. So
1: people it, pocket watching and not even aware of how much is in her pockets in the first place. Correct.
0: Financial, or- financial irresponsibility, all that bullshit. Fam, I want niggas with good jobs to shut the fuck up about what, about what poor people do. I really, I desperately do. Because, one, you don't know how expensive it is to be poor. Two, you don't know how expensive it is to be poor in the most expensive city in the universe. Let's not forget, whatever money she was promised, I don't know how much the cash prize is, whatever the money she was promised, they don't give it to you up front. They give you half and they're supposed to give you the other half. Uh, when you complete the album, which she did not get to complete the album because of COVID. And so that was long enough for her contract to probably expire. So they didn't have to give her the rest of the money. Not only that, the money that you do get taxes cut right into that. Boom. Taxes taken half or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once to once taxes have gotten a hold of you, the label is going to throw you an ex- is going to throw you a bill for expenses putting you up all the little expenses that all the shit that you spend on while you while you're recording the album like then and you don't have much after that
1: it's it's not even about having much i, I don't think you have anything the way that the the contracts are structured um, we all know because the record. go ahead. Yeah, it's it's just more one of those things of like you know they'll give you some money, but then the way the contract is structured is that you have to pay into so many of the services that they're fronting. Correct. So it's like you're not coming out of that upfront, but it's like okay, well now that you've done that, your cut is going to be so limited that. You have to pay for the, the that recording time, that mixing time, all of that, those promotions, the staff, the, the tours, the streaming configurations. All of that. All of that is getting paid out of the artist check, not money that they're actually getting. And the business has changed. We are not in a point where you own music anymore. Correct. As a consumer, you do not own music. Most people are not buying vinyl Actually, let me rephrase that. Vinyl has overtaken CDs for like the first time in like 30 something years. It's a niche. It's and, it's, definitely and it's a niche. Yeah. So that means that CD sales have fallen so much that vinyl is now the prominent way of owning music. Correct. Of owning your music, right? Yeah. Almost everyone is either streaming it or they're on some type of subscription service. Correct. And even with those, because it's so limited in its distribution, the artists are not getting anything in comparison to the usage rate of what other consumer media formats have done in the past. Right. You know, when you, when you had your artist that you, you messed with, you really support with them. You would go get the, the, the album. You might go get like some merch at the short store or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And now a lot of that is kind of transferring into like, you don't even have music videos on MTV anymore. <laughs> right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, your music videos are on YouTube. And, so,
0: if, and what are correct. you getting from that? So, now, if you want to make any money at all, you have to diversify outside of music. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have the opportunity to do that because she didn't have the opportunity to get her name out there as an established artist because of COVID.
1: Mm -hmm. And that sucks too. And that, that changed, that changed, that changed the performance world. Right. You know, just even big artists were, were coming down into trying to figure out what gigs they could get because, uh, uh, music venues were basically being shut down around the world. Correct.
0: So a lot of y'all don't know shit about shit. Mm. And a lot of you niggas like, like fluent said out here pocket watching, and don't understand the process and don't understand how expensive it is to be poor it is expensive to be everything costs money when you're poor <laughs> it costs right. a lot of money to be poor i'm i'm it, i'm it, I am living proof it it does cost money
1: when you when when you don't have something because so for, uh, uh the example that i've always referred to is Uh, talking about walking shoes. Um, If you have to move around and walk to get to where you need and you can only afford some cheap shoes. Everyone knows that cheap shoes are uncomfortable. Yep. And they break down. Quickly. Now, because they were cheap, not only do you have to replace those shoes that are broken down again and pay into that, because they're uncomfortable, now you're getting health issues that you got to pay for, but you can't pay for. So the more your health is messed up, the more mm-hmm. your body is out of whack, the more it costs to even get back to a, a healthy baseline in the first place. Right. And now your your money is being divided in both the rebuilding of the initial capital investment of the shoe right. by having to buy multiple cheap shoes. To the point where, a good set of walking shoes might have cost you two hundred dollars. Right. Some cheap shoes might have cost you twenty five dollars, and after two years, you've paid over two hundred dollars <laughs> in the cheap shoes.
0: <laughs> I I wear a, y'all. I wear a size twenty. There are no cheap shoes for me. Ugh. Oh my god! Fluent joke <laughs> on his water.
1: Twenty.
0: Yeah, nineteen twenty. Usually twenty for for,
1: Bro, for you, comfort. You
0: have to get custom, man. If well, no. do they even sell those like in the store regularly? So no, um, the biggest you can get usually on average in the store, even big and tall, is usually like a size sixteen or seventeen. That's what I was wondering. Um, you have to order online, and it's not it, it, it's not in the in the custom area yet. Okay, because um, for the most part, if their warehouse. If their warehouse has them on demand, they're going to have usually uh up to like 18 19. Yeah. Um 20 is usually uh 20 is usually like like Nike I don't I don't think does um 20 anymore. Um Adidas does 19 and a half um and Adidas shoes are just not comfortable for black feet. <laughs> they're just not adidas shoes are the skinniest shoes i've ever seen in my fucking life
1: that's not what i thought you was gonna say your african <laughs>
0: your african foot ain't going in that european shoe my nigga it's not hey that's that german that german made you know so uh it so then it, so like i said now it depends on the brand um, like I said, Nike probably started discontinuing size twenties probably before the pandemic like yeah, probably during the pandemic. Got it. Um, and so uh now that's a collectible. Now you gotta go on third party places, so forth and so forth. Um New Balance. I've become a New Balance nigga. Okay. <laughs> New Balance might have the most comfortable shoes known to mankind. So when you, when they were clowning Steve Carell and in, in a Crazy Stupid Love because he was rock because he was rocking New Balances and Ryan Gosling was running up his credit card and shit, that's why he had the New Balances on.
1: Because they're comfortable
0: as fuck. Okay, super comfortable. So, um, why did I even get to a thing about shoes? <laughs> Originally, my metaphor was talking about how buying cheap shit. You know, yeah, yeah, buying cheap expensive. shit. So yes, very expensive. So all my shoes right off the muscle, expensive. Yeah. And and but the 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 general adage is
1: when you do have those investments in quality, when you're able to make those investments in quality, mm-hmm. right? It's cheaper for you. Yeah. In the long run. When you when you already make enough money to or you're in a position to have um, A1 health insurance, right? Correct. Where you don't have to think about how much you're paying per month for the health insurance. Well, your deductible is lower. Yeah. Your coverage range is wider. Mm-hmm. And if you have a situation, you can go take care of it and you can do it quickly without having to put some ducks together. And then by the time you get the ducks together, it costs even more it's Even more expensive, right? You know, like I had a situation where I broke my hand um, back in college and it was a very compounded break and I had to go get surgery. Uh, the right when we were getting ready to do the surgery, the insurance said that that particular specialist wasn't going to be in network and I had to go see a new one. Okay. Then the new by the time I got to the new specialist, they basically were like, Hey, your hand has been in, screwed up for so long at this point that if we do anything, you're going to end up with nerve damage. Right. So I couldn't even get the surgery in the first or uh, this in the situation because the insurance would not cover it. If I had money and insurance wasn't a thing, oh, I can pay for this out of network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My hand would be fine right now. Like this is a permanent situation because I didn't have money at the time as a college student. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that's how. Just, just basic examples of like when you don't have money, it costs you more in the, in the long run. Like it i I hate situations
0: like that, I hate that yeah man. it's hard it, yeah it's that's why I always say. It's very expensive to be poor um on that note, um actually, let's take a break. um we'll take a break, uh we'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting, yeah, pour up, clap white people. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And, and hydrated. And we are hydrating like responsible adults. Um, I did forget I wanted to talk about Denea Jackson. Y'all know I love a good news story happening at Derek Jackson's expense. Um Yes, the uh the lover ma- the lover man relationship therapist version of Draymond Green. In the car. In the car. Um, So, Derek Jackson's ex-wife, Danaea Jackson, has been making the rounds. By the way, that post-marriage glow-up, Denea Jackson looking kind (laughs) of (laughs) good. Let me tell you something. She took off that helmet of righteousness or whatever that bullshit she said was. Danae Jackson looking mad good. I'll i just say that. She that come up did her well. And the theme of the day is everybody's looking good when they do
1: better for themselves. I'm
0: just saying. She coming, I'm just saying she took off them little them little frump them little frumpy sweatshirts and uh got some new glasses and got a skin regimen got a skin regimen going. Danae Jackson looking mad good. So. She is on her... She is making the rounds. Uh, She's been on a couple of podcasts and shit. uh, Basically recounting the trauma that she went through in that relationship.
1: Of being married to Derek Jackson. Of
0: being married to uh, Derek Jackson. uh, One of the top five people Oz would gladly punch in the face on site. Um, Derek... So... She said something, and she said something very special to me. To you? To no. She said something that was special to me. I'm I'm just messing with you. In so in the podcast, she said that she watched the sex tapes that Derek Jackson made with the women that he was cheating that he was cheating on her with, and tried to learn from them, from the women that he was that from the women that he was cheating with tried to learn what they did and tried to emulate that for him behind closed doors in the bedroom. And that she knew their bodies are like IG model type chicks. That she knew their bodies better than she knew her own.
1: That that is multi levels wild to me because I feel from my memory that it seemed it was a new occurrence to her when it came out publicly that he had cheated on her when he did his whole
0: I think apology
1: there, tour kind of thing for his brand.
0: I think there was no. They said that that this had happened before, but I think the the, the one that I think whatever whichever one he fucked with that outed them was new. Mm-hmm. And uh she went she was the one that went to the blogs. Um so here's the thing.
1: It's all brand damage control.
0: A lot of brand damage control. So the thing that's funny to me about Denea Jackson is that <clears throat> maybe not funny, but yeah, funny. Is that she was so busy listening. To Derek Jackson in the bedroom and in the household. And all the lies that he was given. She should have been listening to Derek Jackson in the car. Talking about guys who are always lying. Because (laughs) Derek Jackson in the car was giving the whole playbook as to how to deal with niggas like him. Step by step, word for word, gaslighting it all. The the double life this nigga led is incredible to me.
1: Because it wasn't theoretical for him. It wasn't a hypothetical situation involving someone else or anecdote. He was saying exactly what he was doing.
0: In the immortal words of Cat Williams, trust me, I've done the research. (laughs) This nigga, I'm actually impressed at what a sociopath this nigga is. This is, this is like, this thing is a villain. Absolutely. A villain, a real life villain. And,
1: and it, what, what trips me up is how many, that, when I see him posted, it's usually women who catch a soundbite that post him. And then when I say like, hey, do you know who you're posting? And the, the answer is never know. Or like, like, for the women that I've interacted with. No, 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 for real. The women that I've interacted with, yeah. they don't know who he is. Ah. They just see one of these viral things that goes around where they only see the sound bite, and that sound bite sounds cool.
0: They just looked at it and said, what What happened to Draymond Green? Why does his beard stop connecting?
1: That part. <laughs> 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 that technical really hurt, put
0: a stress on him. You know what I'm saying? And so... <sighs> I, with that, with all that in mind, with all that said, I want to feel bad for Denea Jackson. I do, but I don't. Here is why. In the and and I understand. I I say this with the understanding that the trauma she went through isn't just because of Derek Jackson. It's because she was publicly. Well, publicly, yes, also. But she was raised in the Christian church okay. and exposed to Christianity in what is not an uncommon way but can be a harmful way. Mm-hmm. And... Explain about what you mean by in a harmful way. Because a lot of her staying with him through that trauma... Was because of the culture that the Christian church creates around marriage and around submission.
1: And that you just have to deal with and put up with other. That you just have to
0: hang. Ain't no divorce in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that submission and a lot of that trying to be that uh, Proverbs 21 woman 31, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh and to be that woman and that pressure to be that woman um a lot of that seemed to have indoctrinated this woman. That said, what turned me off from Danae Jackson and and, and trying to allow her grace was um she she had some very pointed comments in response to all the clowning that Derek Jackson deserved
1: and still does
0: and still does with the, and she really kicked the stand by your man shit into high gear and was like, I hope all your you know I wish all your your families to be destitute, and I wish your children to be fatherless in the name of in the name of Jesus uh I've got my with my right with my helmet of righteousness on your helmet of self righteousness yep um so I realized that was in response to her trying to stand by her man one and two her being exposed to the public in a way that she had not been previously because Again, I realize Danae Jackson didn't ask to be a public figure, to be any sort of celebrity among the blogs. She yeah. didn't ask for that. However, I take it very seriously when you use the Lord's name to those ch- wish your children fatherless. Those children didn't do shit to you. Right and i realized there was no direct harm it's not like a fireball it's not like a fireball came down and took all these all these kids fathers away right but in my understanding of the judeo christian faith words are powerful yeah words hold a great in in any incarnation of the judeo christian god words have a lot of power and knowing that and if she knows the word as well as I know the word and then making I, the choice to and making the choice to wield that recklessly over the fucking what the fucking shade room comments yeah that is nasty to me and the argument could be made that and I go and I get that it was a time of trauma, it was a time of strife strife, but the the argument could be made that it is in times of trauma and in times of strife when your true colors are revealed. Mm-hmm. And how you treat and especially in the in the faith of in the Christian faith is very much based around the idea of treating of of how you treat people that you don't have to treat well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that.
0: So your words have consequences too. So you said all these things, you said all these nasty things, and now you're going. Now you're basically lobbying the same public that you said all these nasty things to and about for sympathy,
1: or the vi- revalidation,
0: right? Or yeah, uh, or or vindication in the pu- in the in the court of public uh, opinion. I can't fuck with it.
1: Yeah. Especially when a lot of people were already on quote on her side, her side by, by saying like, you know, he's doing her wrong. Right. You know, at least that was a lot of the, the wave of a lot of comments that I saw. Right. I I don't know what triggered the whole (laughs) cursing type prayers. That was just, (laughs) that was just an
0: unnecessary (laughs) kind of ugliness and honestly it's the kind of unnecessary ugliness that has a lot of this generation and the one coming behind it uh divesting from the church yeah um so i take that very seriously um now having said that uh that does not mean that i i say that with the greatest of respect for the disrespect that she received i say that not you know, still taking into account that what she went through was terrible and, um, in a lot of ways abusive. And I don't feel, I don't feel good about that. But if you, if you know, if you're trying to get me to beat your drum over that, then no, I'm good. I'm good. This, this
1: episode on a lot of, uh, two things can be true at the same time.
0: A lot of two <laughs> things can be true at once. Um, time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Elon Musk. No.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I just wanted to throw no. it out there. He always must be stopped.
0: I yes, he should. Ice Spice is working with Taylor Swift. Uh. Ice Spice and Taylor Swift. Randall would be appalled. <laughs> Randall has the least amount of love for Ice Spice I've ever seen. Um, so, apparently they're working on a song. They're doing a song together. There's been a lot of backlash because Ice Spice, um, who is not white, has been working with Taylor Swift, who is white, and is apparently in some kind of relationship with a gentleman who has been vocally racist. Uh, and or uh, unflattering to black women. Mm, Don't fuck with it then. So, there's there's two sides to this. Mm -hmm. Side to one? On one side of it, yes. Ideally, we would want Ice Spice to realize that she is being used we want her to realize that she's a pawn and that in the in the vein of Justin Bieber and Lil Twist okay <laughs> cuz you never cuz you very rarely or have ever heard not heard from Lil Twist since Justin Bieber's uh rebellious uh fake badass rapper phase
1: yeah
0: um and i assume this would be the same way Taylor Swift would use Ice Spice
1: kind of uh round out her image for a moment. Right. I I don't I still don't understand the direction of that collaboration.
0: On the other hand, I don't appre- like on the other hand it feels disingenuous. The backlash feels disingenuous and unfair. It feels unfair because it, sure we would want her to realize these things, but at the same time I feel like there's way too much focus on who black women choose to work with, and very little focus on who black men choose to work with, because for in for 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 one ice spice, I can name a million problematic team ups with black men, yeah. Um, that don't get nearly the same amount of pushback. I we just I was going to say
1: any pushback.
0: I was say we just went through this with Chloe Bailey. Everybody's mad Chloe Bailey did that song with Chris Brown. First right. of all, that song slaps.
1: And then, but how many other people have worked with Chris Brown or exactly. had Chris Brown feature on their album over
0: throughout the years. years? So uh, you know, we didn't, suddenly make it a new thing. We didn't really relitigate the people who worked with R. Kelly until Surviving R. Kelly became a thing. Because mm. that's a lot of people too, and talking about like Timberland, talking about like Chance the Rapper. Oh, I, I didn't realize Chance, You know, Chance made a. I mean, you know, they he 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 walked some of that shit back, so we gave him a break. Uh, but yeah, Timberland was just out here. Yeah, R. Kelly the goat. Yeah, and. One, I don't want to hear. I don't really want to hear any opinions about R. Kelly. R. R. Kelly from Timberland, because uh, that that's a nasty nigga. But that's a whole other. Uh, that was,
1: that was what my point was yeah. in terms of like once. That's a nasty nigga. Once that kind of like recirculated, and you're talking about relitigating the people who work with them. Right like, well, now, you're looking things from a different perspective. Some of us. That's a bad. Na- that's a nasty You start nigga. to see like the commentary that he was making, and, right? Um. Uh, Other or other commentary he made about like Aaliyah being like underage and wanting to be with her. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so, um, in terms of working with this white girl, now granted, I don't think this is gonna last. I don't think they're gonna turn into bosom buddies. I don't think they're gonna do a whole album together. And I don't think, and to be honest with you, I think Ice Spice is gonna get more, uh, is gonna get more streams and more attention from this. Than Taylor Swift is. I and so I feel like and so I'm I'm of the mind of shut the fuck up and let this girl get the bag. Yeah. Let her get a bag real quick. Um y'all again, y'all, y'all go completely silent when the brothers do it. So let this girl get her bag. Y'all tried to clown Normani over this shit when she worked with Chris Brown. You know, grant Chris Brown's another black man, but even then, if you if we want to talk about problematic white team ups, uh, uh, LL Cool J and that accidental racist shit with old boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not the accidental racist, bro. Like how how is it accidental racism?
0: That was stupid. I don't even know. I don't even understand how to, what that song was supposed to be talking about. Um, Mario. Mario just did a just did a remix to uh j- to his recent single um with Sabrina Claudio who had some unfavorable things to say about black women. Um now granted I I can't talk too much shit about it because it slaps. Um I was definitely going to play it on I was definitely going to play it on this podcast. <laughs> this guy. Uh <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you.
1: This guy.
0: um, But, again, complete impunity. No one said anything about it. As a matter of fact, Sabrina Claudio has been all but forgiven in the community. I wouldn't say all but forgiven. I think it's like one of those...
1: Sabrina Claudio is one of those weird things where, from women that I have talked with, her music just slaps so much that it's one of those, Yeah. they're just not going to... Engage or financially support, correct? Her in any way, right? Um, and, and they they still like what had come beforehand, correct? And I found all of this. I didn't even because you know I don't keep up with a lot of social interactions, right? Right. So I found all of that out when I went to a Sabrina Claudio concert, and it was, my deal was like, "Oh, wait, you paid to go there? Oh, well, wait, hold on, what did, what happened? What did I walk
0: into? Yeah, <laughs> buddy, yeah." Oh yeah, uh, I'm one of them people too. I'm not gonna lie to you. One of them people where yeah, that shit was fucked up. This song slap. <laughs> it's a couple. Of, it's a couple of Sabrina Claudio joints on the playlist, on the on, on the show playlist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it, 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 it even further's my point. Mm-hmm. We okay with that? So let this girl get a bag. Let this girl get a bag at the white woman's expense.
2: Mm.
0: Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want to get our to, to get our reparations at the white woman's expense? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, let her let let her make the bag, regardless. Right. So, um, I I, I I'll I'll toast to that, sir. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself. Uh, fluent. D. Randall, y'all know anybody who's here on this show, uh, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, visit opinionswhileblack.com uh, for ways to listen to us, uh, ways to buy merch, more information about Houston's Most Savage Podcast, and ways to become a patron. Join Patreon. Join, join, join Patreon. Um you get uh exclusive content discord access uh exclusive merch um and other things and i'll probably if i if you live in Houston and you join patreon I'll probably just see you on the street and give you a big hug um don't mace me
1: <laughs> well ask for the hug first.
0: Uh, yeah it's true um, that's true I should probably that avoids masing. I should probably take some responsibility in that regard uh, we will be back with uh, your listener letters and the top three STFUs this is Houston's most savage podcast ask for it by name pour up come on white people We are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we are actually hydrating. It is crazy how how this podcast has evolved. We started out. It started out like we would be we would be drinking a little bit in the in, in the uh, pre production, and then we'd start the show off with shots. Like with me and Randall, we'd start to show off with shots, and that was the, like that was that wasn't even the high point.
1: <laughs> that was just the beginning.
0: We were fucked. I mean, we would be. We were fucked up by the by the end of the song of the week.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, as I was my first time,
0: and so yeah, it's just crazy how far we've come. Um, I looked in. I looked at the listener letters. Uh, I did. I had to dig. I had to dig over in the Instagram for for one that I kind of that must have overlooked. This is from uh, our white people must be stopped. Our first ever white people must be stopped correspondent, uh, Ibersol Fallon. <laughs> uh, what up, chef? Um, he sent me this. He sent me this a while back. I can't believe I never played it on this podcast. Um, This lady can shut the fuck up and everything. Let me see what we got here. Uh, Let me see if I can play it for you.
2: I made the conscious decision to stop washing my hands. I think when I was in college. Was it college for you? I don't know. That's the, that's when I remember it because one of my good friends from college also doesn't wash her hands, and it was like how oh, we had that bonding experience. She, one day I was like, I- I'm I'm just not gonna wash them. She was like, I'm not either. I don't wash my hands. I don't really trust people that wash their hands because, well, one, I don't think it does anything no. to actually wash. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything to actually wash them. I do wash if I they go didn't, number two. They didn't used to wash them back in like the. Back way back in the day when they didn't have, and you would go to the bathroom around the outhouse, nobody washed their hands then, and there was less diseases. I sometimes like when my roommates come, I'll oh. to, like turn the water on because I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm like disgusting. I'll like uh. text, I'll like turn the water on and like take a text break <laughs> no, and be like, like uh-huh. when, when you're at work and someone that you know goes into the cell, you're like, Well, I guess I'll fake washing my hands now. We're always in the bathroom with Kate, and I'm always like, <laughs> We also don't shower. I made the
0: so. And My, <laughs> <laughs> My face, bro. Why would you fam? <gasps> oh, man.
1: So. I'm going to have a strong talking to Ilbersaw the next time I see him.
0: Oh, dumbass uh, Alex, uh, formerly of the What's It Called podcast. Um, fam. So, in case you were wondering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There was no wondering. Yes. There was no wondering. Yes, they were. No
1: wondering was done at any moment.
0: My God. And that. (laughs) Do y'all hear me when I tell you that white women are the root will be the ruination of mankind? Do you hear me when I tell you that white people, that white women are a biblical plague that got left out of the book. This is what I'm talking about. This bitch just admits, admitted to being patient zero.
1: <laughs> this is how COVID spread. This is how
0: I am legend started. I'm certain of it. And this I, I believe she's, I believe this is in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. i I just think so so. many things were wrong there she said they there was less disease there was less disease in the old days when you didn't wash your hands coming out of the outhouse they had dysentery dysentery (laughs) bitch did you not play the oregon trail (laughs) (laughs) where do you think all the fucking diseases came from Cause oh. they were just killing, cause they were just killing animals, and pissing and shitting all willy nilly, in the middle in the middle of the uh, of the wilderness. What the fuck? And then they tried to get away with it at the very end. talking about oh, and I don't shower either. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'll pass. Oh man. I'll pass. Oh man. Shout out to the people who wash their hands and take showers. Shout
0: out to all y'all who wash your hands regularly. Take showers regularly. Shout out to y'all who actually wash your hands and then use hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is not a replacement for washing your hands. And I swear to God, the next person I see (laughs) trying to get away with hand sanitizer in the bathroom without washing their hands... I am calling the fucking police and the (laughs) CDC, all of them, quarantine this evil bitch.
1: (laughs) What the fuck? I don't even know how to respond.
0: I don't know how to respond. Must be stopped. Must be stopped. Oh, man. Man. What is wrong with these white people, man? Oh, see, that's why, did, man. Anyway, that was that was uh, that was a, a podcast from Barstool Sports because, of course, it was. Um, what is wrong with her? Anyway, thank you, Chef, for that enlightening,
1: traumatizing,
0: uh, but educational addition to my ongoing. Study of white people. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all, I'm this white people are gonna be my gorillas in the mist.
1: I I was thinking you're gonna do like
0: Steve Irwin. No, no, no. I'm because I'm not going out like that. (laughs) That nigga, that nigga went out because he was out of his element. You are not the stingray hunter. You are the crocodile hunter. What the fuck were you doing over in the stingray area? True. True. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not going to get caught up Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. The, the, her, white people, white women in particular, will be my gorillas in the mist. So, yeah. Thank you for the listening letters. Uh, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America who need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! I had a new uh, shut the fuck up uh, sound bite. I forgot to program it. Um
1: but I like this one.
0: I like this one too. I like the other one. I'll probably put it on another another board uh and just audition it a little bit. Um number three. Oh, okay. I didn't finish doing this list, but I know who I know who the three are. Number three is Nicki Minaj. What'd she say now? So now she's picking on young Miami. She's picking on poor Carisha. Um according to her on Carisha's uh show, podcast, whatever, um, she used some phrase that Nicki Minaj has decided is one of her catchphrases. Is it Barbie? No. No. It's just child please or something. Something everybody says. Some shit like that. And she got into a little Twitter war with Carisha and was like, I'm telling Diddy because uh, where is Diddy? Because you know it's a revolt podcast or whatever. Uh, uh, where is Diddy? I'm gonna tell Puff because I used to be signed to Puff, and I got him on speed dial. And Carisha was not entertaining. That she was just kind of like, first of all, I didn't get, I didn't get that from you. Second of all, you don't have to tell him. I'm on the I'm on the way to his house right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm on the way to his house right now. I'll tell him. He don't care. <laughs> him don't care. <laughs> and the very and the very next day was uh shown on on instagram uh, puff buying her uh, uh, buying out the whole Chanel store <laughs> for her I promise you one first first and foremost, one why are you a hater why are you why are you blocking this woman's blessing? why are you trying to block this woman's blessing? We all know. Carisha is on a run, spending all of all of Puff's money humanly possible <laughs> before he before he needs to before he needs to feed on her blood to stay young.
1: That's that's how the uh, this is a business tra- <laughs> this,
0: this, <laughs> Correct, this is a business transaction, bitch. Why are you getting involved? let let's start there. <laughs> God damn it, this is a business transaction. You fucking it up.
1: Puff the Vampire. I did not see that one coming. Oh, this
0: nigga is a master vampire, <laughs> and he just picks up these women. I oh yeah, you Look, weren't see, looking you, like Lisette. <laughs> see you. Okay, you see you weren't on the show when we started this. I have had an ongoing thing. I've had an ongoing theory about familiars, about celebrity familiars. Uh, I, I, I trust you know what a familiar is. Indeed. To remind the audience, a familiar. Is a is a uh, servant or uh, underling of a master vampire who does their bidding in the daylight in exchange for the possibility of immortality. Most of the time, they end, uh, the master vampire drinks a little bit of their blood uh, to stay youthful and going. Um, examples of this: um, uh, what what's her face? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly looks more lifeless by the day.
1: Maybe he's not getting any blood from her.
0: Cuz she's getting the blood from him. Oh, she's getting the blood from him. Machine Gun Kelly looks more lifeless and pasty and gone by the day. Maybe. He looks like he looks like eventually he's going to digivolve to to Marilyn Manson. Um so yeah, that so that that is a celebrity familiar. Okay. okay. And in, and I think uh Puff has a long uh legacy of celebrity familiars. Cassie was his longtime familiar and now Carisha has decided that she is going to change the vampire familiar economy and that her her blood does not come cheap. Got it.
1: We're supply and demand. We're, we're correct. We're
0: increasing the curve. Correct. And so, um, so yeah, he was. So Puff walked out looking tired than the motherfucker, and she walked out with uh, every bag available in the Chanel store. Um, so, Nikki, you are ruining a perfectly good business transaction. You're ruining the pussy for Puff, and you're ruining the bag for Carisha. So that in itself is enough reason to shut, the fuck, shut up. the fuck up. And then on top of that, you made up some shit about a catchphrase that I've never heard in any of you in any of the music that's actually tolerable to listen to.
1: Maybe it's on the intolerable songs.
0: Oh, that would explain it. That would explain it cuz I don't get that far with a Nicki album. Uh and that nobody that nobody's ever heard something that's so general. You just decided you were going to put a Nicki Minaj TM on it just to pick a fight with this girl. You you've run out of young girls that are entertaining your bullshit. And like, won't doesn't, pick she, a,
1: doesn't she try to like pick a fight every, with a new rapper like
0: every year? Every <laughs> week, every week. I can I know I know two or three rappers she started some bullshit with just this year. Oh, she'd been on a roll. And they all kind of come to her the same way, which is like, I don't really want... Look, I respect you, and I respect that you came before me, and I respect that a lot of us wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you paving that way, and the person before you, and so forth and so forth. I, You are pivotal. I don't want to disrespect you. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And Nikki just is... I don't understand what her complex is in terms of... I, maybe she's mad that she's washed, or that these or that these songs lately don't slap. I w- yeah, I think it's probably
1: on the not being able to connect to the audience the same way, and so then looking for excuses in other people.
0: Ice Spice is the only person that seems to take you seriously lately. Y'all did that little song together. I I, I take it she's become your familiar.
1: No, oh, no, she's Taylor Swift familiar.
0: Uh fair enough, fair enough. Either way. Onika Tanya Marat, it's time to shut the fuck, shut the fuck up. up! Cuz now you're blowing other people's bags. And that's just rude. There's got to be, I, I, there's got to be some kind of uh sister code about blowing another woman's bag or, or trying to blow another woman's bag. Bags before nigga, I don't know. The hoes before, I don't know. Hoes before bros, something. Mm-hmm. You either way, you got to fucking chill. Uh, the number two person who needs to shut the fuck up is Tyrese.
1: <laughs> what did Tyrese do now?
0: Tyrese is always running his fucking mouth, but in, in this in particular, he said that his marriage, uh, he he was uh, his his most recent marriage. Was um, not a marriage at all. It was a transaction, what? F- fam. What? You met her in Dubai. Yes, it was a fucking transaction, Tyrese. The fuck, it's giving passport, bro. It really is. Oh, um, okay. Is this marriage already done, or is he saying it's that done or in the process of being done, something like that? I didn't even know he got married again. This is after this is the dumbass girl. This is the this is the dumbass girl where he was on live shaving her vagina. What? Oh, you missed that?
1: Why? Wait, wait, wait. What? Why? Why are we doing this on live?
0: He was on live shaving her shaving her cooch, bro.
1: You know, some things should just be done in
0: the privacy in private. of going home in private. No one cared to see that. Yeah, yeah. Why can't you be? Why can't you be a respectful weirdo, nigga, a uh, weirdo, freaky nigga like Tank? Why do we have to go through that with you? It's the wrong part of the group. You know, <laughs> I, I, I always say there's a that era of R and B. There are a few people that are just the last of a dying breed
1: like Cisco I'm so happy
0: no 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 <laughs> no <laughs> sir sir we're not gonna do that today like tank we're happy to still have him this man don't this man don't start no shit this man don't cause no trouble he's a charming actually a funny dude with Low key, one of the best podcasts out there for for the culture. Um, he don't have no problem with nobody. He minds his damn business. And there are people that we are stuck with, like Tyrese.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Personally, me personally, I blame Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel and whatever, the, whatever death contract he has with Universal that causes them to keep pumping out Fast and Furious movies <laughs> has kept Tyrese employed for way longer than he deserves. And you know there's, there's going to be two more movies, right? So I don't have such a problem with that. Because, like, because people forget that like the, the Harry Potter finale was two movies. No, two no. long movies. No, this is three it's a trilogy for the final part. I, I, I'm unsurprised. I'm, I, I'm unsurprised. If they're gonna, because if they're going to do it, they're going to get the most out of it humanly possible. I get it. But like I said, and it's, and it's the next logical step in evolution in that because, again, like the Harry Potter movies, yeah, yeah, it was two, it was two parts, but it was two, like, two-and-a-half, three-hour parts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the, the other, what was the other shit? But the, they were adapting a book. Well, sure, sure, but again, I feel I I feel like in terms of cultural figures, that's the next logical step. Okay, the end, part two and three. I get it, I understand. To a point, I'm probably not. I mean, I'm probably not gonna watch them, but you know, whatever. No, that's a lie. I'm gonna watch them. <laughs> that's a lie. I'm gonna watch. I said I wasn't gonna watch part nine. I watched it and I liked it. Um. Y'all gotta y- y'all gotta learn to let go. That on a side note, y'all gotta learn to let go. It's it's supposed to be dumb fun. Y'all really have to like I don't I've never understood they're, they're superheroes with cars. Correct. Then their superpowers are cars. Everyone turns into a fucking Roger Ebert film snob when it's Fast and Furious time, and then y'all go and then y'all are gonna go out and watch the very next Batman movie. In the million installments there there have been like 50 James Bond movies that's not true there's like 25 James Bond movies or something
1: yeah it's about 28 25
0: somewhere yeah around there but over but yeah y'all are gonna go out and watch the next James Bond movie y'all are gonna go out and watch God Transformers is Toby thewigway is a, is a, is a, is uh is, is an Autobot or some shit. he's in there yeah what go he was in the last commercial Learn to let go. (laughs) Y'all ought not have shit to say to Vin Diesel. Toby the Wigway is in Transformers. Why? Y'all ought ought to stop. Stop it. But I am glad that Anthony Ramos is getting some work, so shout to him. But um, Tyrese, fam, you knew what it was. You're like these dumbass niggas on 90 Day Fiance. That that find these that find these hot women that uh, these fine women that don't know any english that can't find their front door in the morning and think that they're just there because they because they like your your charming shining personality who the fuck is fucking tyrese for his personality i'm sure someone likes that no <laughs> the niggas a meme the niggas a meme <laughs> Congratulations. No, he's a meme. What more do you want from me? Nobody's fucking that guy for his personality. Nobody. (laughs) The fuck did you think this was, Tyrese? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. I don't think I've ever had this person on my top on my top three. Scotty Pippen. Wait, I feel like we had him on before. Maybe. He talks a lot of shit, so maybe. Scotty Scotty was on the social medias recently. Yeah. Um saying that uh bigging up LeBron, saying that LeBron is easily the GOAT statistically speaking, and that Jordan was trash.
1: I can hear the comments no, starting I, to get typed right now.
0: I can hear I can hear Damian Randall. right now because what you won't do on opinions while black or anything that he's ever been affiliated with is talk some shit about Jordan, about Michael Jordan he's he's from that generation fam and I have to agree with him if you want to make the uh, if you want to make the argument first of all this whole goat debate is corny it's gotten corny. There's like, always got to be a goat. Well, I, I think, I think there can be more than one goat. I think that we can have. We're at a point where any goat that you have is valid. Like if you if, if you say Steph Curry is the goat, I'm going to say yes. If if Euphonic were here and he said Tim Duncan is a goat, sure, I'll go with that. I'm not. I, I was never the hugest Tim Duncan fan, but sure. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know what this retrospective of uh, giving Tim Duncan his flowers now is about, but whatever. Um,
1: it's because he was just really chill and didn't take a lot of the spotlight that he probably did deserve at the time.
0: That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And I think Pop probably got more of the spotlight than he did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um. But if you want to say Tim Duncan is a goat, I'll go with that too. I say that LeBron James uh is probably the biggest and has been has a has been the biggest and strongest uh nigga on the court for years and is now the biggest and strongest 39 year old on the court until he decides not to be. Yeah. A goat. Yes, also valid. Kobe. I hated him, but a goat.
1: Multiple things can be
0: true. Multiple things can be true. All these people can be goats, and we don't have to say, uh, it doesn't have to constantly be, "Oh, oh, well, LeBron didn't do this and Kobe did that. All these people that we name goats exist in different generations of basketball where revolutionizing the game meant a different thing. Yeah. Nobody will ever be able to recreate what Jordan did for basketball. And that's not even just on the court. Jordan was one of the first basketball players to be the complete franchise. Nobody can recreate that. And nobody, because because we've gone so far because of it. And the sensationalism and the endorsements and all that shit that come with basketball now that just come with being in the NBA. Nobody can recreate that and do that over. Kobe nobody can do what Kobe did for basketball nobody can do it again got it same thing with, with LeBron and probably and honestly even though they're they're together there's a little bit of an age gap probably the same goes for Stephen Wardell Curry oh yeah I mean in two different ways and I'm always gonna say in
1: terms of changing the game Steph ridiculously affected Out- the game outstanding um, yes <laughs> Yes. He, he, he literally changed the concept of what shooting and looks like and is accepted for.
0: is Yeah, he's nasty. He's nasty out there. And so Scottie Pippen, it, it, so this idea of, oh, this nigga's great because this nigga's trash, and this whole retrospective to shit on Jordan, one, even if we're taking it seriously, is washed. Everybody can have their goat. We We can have a list of goats. We call that a farm. We call that a farm and you don't have to and you don't have to be and you don't have to be on your little solo farm dick riding. You don't. You don't. And you look stupid and you look stupid dick riding LeBron. You really do. And that's if we take this seriously, which we should not, because this isn't about Mike. This isn't about who's the goat. This isn't about LeBron. This is about this dumbass feud you have with Mike. And and wanting to be out from underneath his shadow. And wanting to be out from underneath his shadow, this 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 re of the rivalry that has gone on because of that damn documentary. And you're probably frustrated because your ex wife uh is getting her back blown out by Michael Jordan's son. Yeah. Started- I wish you had, had this I wish you had, had this same energy when she was ready to change her name to Mrs. Future. Yeah, I said it.
1: To miss his future,
0: future was blowing her back out.
1: Uh I mean that doesn't count. It's future. <laughs> <laughs> like he, that
0: nigga. <laughs> that nigga s- said, "Whoever your girl, whoever your girl is, I love her." Basically, oh, mm-hmm. uh, you, talking about uh, talking about she's yours on Monday, but this weekend I love her.
1: He he's so confused. So it's like a, he needs a reality person. distortion field that exists around him. And as far as I'm concerned, like it just it doesn't exist. It doesn't count.
0: The term reality distortion field is one of my favorite things <laughs> ever in the English language because in the era of social media, so so many people suffer from it. I think Scotty kind of suffers from it because he's trying to rewrite history. Oh yeah. Because and guess what if Jordan's trash, what does that make you bro, because he thinks he's better sir, you are not this is not sonic, you are not knuckles he he you are tails
1: he thinks he is better
0: he think if if Jordan is sonic, you are not knuckles, sir. I repeat, you are tails <laughs> shut. The fucking fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Jesus Christ! Scotty Pippen just and and just and just when that that book wouldn't sell, I know he was trying to sell a book at one point. That book wouldn't sell. You know, Lars out here talking about uh, Lars out here telling all the family business, talking about how talking about how her and Scotty used to have sex, you know, whatever, ten times a day or some shit, and the knowledge that. Michael Jordan's son blowing that back out probably fifteen times a day, without the with without the help of Blue Chew. What's
1: wrong with Blue Chew?
0: It's like the third mention. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean that man. That man old. They're not sponsored. That man. That, that's true. That's true. No, you're you gotta correct.
1: Sw- you got to switch it up. You're correct.
0: No, you're correct, and 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 they never will be, and they never will sponsor because. Me and D. Randall made a pact a long time ago. Cause I remember when everybody was selling that shit on that shit. Not here. Bro, everybody. Not here. That's that that is when we have finally gone Manosphere. And, and, and ain't nobody paying us enough money to go Manosphere. Have we done a podcast, sir?
1: I definitely feel like we have done a podcast.
0: We have definitely done a podcast. I would definitely say we did a we did a just us guys Memorial Day weekend podcast. Um church announcements.
1: Um oh yeah. Just uh I have I do have some upcoming poetry. Um so if we, is it
0: weekly or is it just that one show?
1: This one is just one show. Okay. Uh, by the time anyone hears this one this one have already passed.
0: Will you have been doing will you be doing that going on going forward? Uh no, not this one. Okay. but I do have okay. some upcoming shows for Tell talk s- about it, Talk about know,
1: it. Social media. Uh, if you want to end up following.
0: That's where you that, that's what this is for. Talk about it. Yeah, the fluent one on uh Instagram's where I post most of my. Dates, give them dates. Place. See, the next one is going to be
1: June 23rd. Uh we have one uh June 1st, I'm opening up for Smoke Slam. They are going to be representing the city of Houston and the Southern Fried Tournament. (laughs) Biggest, blackest uh, poetry tournament in the country. Um, Yeah, it is. So, Smoke Slam is going to be leading out, and I'll be opening up for them. Um, And uh, weekly shows, you know, or bi weekly shows, you got one uh, Puff Puff Poetry on uh, Tuesdays. (laughs) Shout out to Brother Malcolm. She's so cold. They really put together this wonderful intimate experience in terms of really working out poets with getting your new work out and constantly pushing poets to to develop and showcase that new work not to be afraid of what an audience is thinking. So um definitely like that. Tap in and I've always got shows coming up. So yeah. Right on,
0: right on. Okay. Um guys, thank you so much. Um I don't really have any big deal. Um I you know as always I appreciate you guys sticking with us. You know, uh, you, know I, you know, I did take a little time off for mental health reasons. Um, with any luck whatsoever, this will, you know, this this is, you know, uh, there's some things going on, but um, that will not stand in the way of getting this content out to the people. Um, you, I, you guys have spoken. Y'all need us, and you know, I need y'all. Um, yeah, yeah, that is community. That is how community works, y'all. Um,
1: shout out to the Patreon.
0: Shout out to the patrons. Um, definitely, please join Patreon. Join Patreon. It's a good community. It's a good community. We give you good content. Uh, I'm gonna try to do Friday night re up more often. Um, yeah, this thing don't go without y'all, man. Um, other than that, we will be back. With more foolishness, with more fuckery. Until then, this has been Oh, I stopped counting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's it's got a two in the beginning.
0: It's gotta be episode two twenty like two, probably. Two twenty three, most likely, of opinions while black. Uh someone will correct us. Randall will it, it'll be in the graphic. Uh I am your boy Oz. I am the fluent one. As always forever imparting. Titties. titties. Clap, white people.